hot topic. Always bring my bear when we're going to be talking about something controversial. And I'm not sure there's anything more controversial on the planet than food. And then if you go a step further, things that we eat that aren't food. Nutritional supplementation products, vitamins, minerals, pills, powders, bars. Uh, things that we can get from food, but we can also get from something that comes in a packet, a bag, a pill, or a jar. And it's a billion-dollar industry, depending on which country you look at. Uh, people are literally spending hundreds of dollars every week, thousands of dollars every year, on extra supplementation to put into their body to perform better, to look better, to be better. So the question, of course, is do they work? Do pills, powders, vitamin supplementation, nutrition supplements, do they work? If yes, which ones? And should we invest in a pill, powder, bar or program to help us perform at our best? And I'm not sure there's a more controversial topic. I've seen people not just argue about this. I've seen people have fisticuff fights about it. So that's why I bought my bear. <laughs> uh, all I'd like to do today as an exercise professional is ask you to consider some of the things that could be possible and I always start at uh, zero-based thinking. So if there was not, <laughs> if there were no pills, powders, nutritional supplements, protein bars, any form of extra supplementation, if they didn't exist, if they hadn't been invented, uh, could we still perform at our best as humans? And if the answer is yes, or it has to be yes because there, no, there are no other things, uh, what could we do? The next question I'd like to consider or ask you to consider is regardless of what we put in, if we believe it's going to work, is it possible that it will? So even if uh, there's no scientific backup to say this pill, if you eat it, will help you run faster or kick further or jump higher, but if I believe that this thing that I'm putting into my body is going to help me do that, is it possible that it will? So... As an exercise professional, one of the things that's really has been very complicated and difficult for me is we often get science, uh, and there's lots of science on, on pills and nutritional supplements and, and uh, anything that isn't food to put into your body. There's a lot of research, there's a lot of studies, and you could handpick loads of them. So you could say, this particular supplement, if you take it, all of these things will happen for you. And the reverse of that, there'll be a whole heap of research studies that say if you take that stuff, it's got absolutely no value whatsoever, it doesn't work. Uh, so which one do you believe? And is it possible it, that the one that you believe uh, is the one that will actually work for you because you believe it? Then the next question is, if I am wanting to jump higher, kick further, run faster, look better, be better, uh, if, I, uh, if I do lots of things... How do I know which one is the one that, that made me better or is it a combination of all of them? So is it possible that if I get puffed, I'll get fit? If I lift heavy, I'll get strong? If I have a positive attitude, those two will work better? If I believe in myself and I've got strong self-esteem and self-confidence, is it possible that I could achieve my goals more effectively? And then if I add into that uh, some nutritional supplementation, is it possible that I could say, well, I did all of those and then I took nutritional supplementation and that worked for me? Now, it might have been these things. So what, it, what point am I aiming to ask us to consider as exercise professionals? It goes like this. 
Could it be very personal? Could everything to do with food, everything we put into our body, be a really personal thing? Are there people, do you believe, are there millions of people around the world who strongly believe that if they take any form of supplementation and they've got a favorite one or 10 favorite ones or they take two in the morning and two at lunchtime and two at night, are there people that absolutely passionately believe that that supplementation is going to do amazing things for their body or they believe it is doing amazing things for their body? And could it be... (laughs) Uh, Whether it's a placebo effect, so they just believe it works, so it does, or whether it is actually proven to work, and it it doesn't matter which supplement you you pick on or which vitamin or mineral or supplementation product that you have a look at from a scientific research point of view, there's arguments for all of them. Now, probably if you start with the fundamentals, though, do we need vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, antioxidants to be healthy human beings? And I could even argue that point. And this is the whole interesting thing about everything we eat. There's an argument for everything. And I'll always start with the, the argument from the extreme. Are there people who live to 80, 90, 100 years of age who have smoked all their life, they've drunk alcohol to excess all of their life, they've taken all sorts of pharmaceutical and recreational drugs all of their life, they haven't eaten healthy food, and they're still living, dancing, singing, having a great life. Now, that's an argument from the extreme, but are there people like that? And of course, the answer is yes. You only have to look at some of the old rock stars to know that they've had a really unhealthy lifestyle, and they're still alive. Now, are there lots of people that would die if they did that? And of course, the answer is yes. The reverse, are there people who have watched everything carefully that they eat? They've been fanatical about their food, their fat grams, their carbohydrate grams, their protein grams, they haven't smoked, they haven't drunk alcohol, they've exercised all of their life and they end up dying at 30, 40, 50 years of age of a heart attack or who knows what. Uh, the, the question there I always ask, because I don't know the answer to that, how can you be really, really healthy and still die? We're all going to die, by the way, so that's just a, that's an irrelevant, it's just how long we're going to live for that's interesting. But uh, is it possible that if I'm stressed about my food, <laughs> if I feel guilty about eating food that I shouldn't eat, if I feel annoyed because I feel like I'm missing out, I want to drink alcohol or I want to eat chocolate or I want to go out for dinner and have hot chips and gravy, but I can't because I think they're bad for me. Is it possible that will affect my headspace, my and there's the, the system there that I always find really interesting. There's of course the central nervous system which fires everything up, and there's the endocrine system. The hormonal system, the one that creates emotions like guilt and stress. And if I'm constantly stressing about my food and I'm stressing about whether or not I get whether or not I'm getting the right micro and macronutrition, there's some people that are so fanatical that they're literally weighing every ounce of food they put into their body or every gram of food they put into their body. They're calculating the percentage of macronutrients, fat compared to carbohydrate compared to to uh, uh, protein, they're so focused and so fanatical and so committed uh, that they get stressed and, and angry if they can't get the right nutrition. They feel guilty if they put even the tiniest amount of food into their body that's not the right thing. If they can't get their nutrition supplementation because they're in a different country or uh, they've run out of stock or something's happened and they can't get that supplementation and their body goes into a state of stress cortisol, epinephrine, adrenaline, high blood sugar levels, high cholesterol levels, high blood pressure, 
and then we're stressed. And if you don't go sprint and if you don't go lift heavy things, you don't disperse those high-stress drugs, high-stress body now becomes not at ease. It becomes diseased. And is it possible that if we're stressed and we're at dis-ease that we can get sick and die early? Something to consider. So this, I think, a really important question as an exercise professional. Every person that's in front of you, every person that comes to you for help, for advice, are they a different, unique person, number one? Do they have a different, unique lifestyle? Do they have... Uh, convictions and beliefs and ideas and opinions about food and exercise uh, and do they have different opinions to you to you to me to other people and do they have the right to have those opinions and is it possible that if I believe that something's good for me and I believe that it's working for me that it's more likely to work than if you tell me to do something that doesn't fit into my lifestyle and I try to make it fit and then I feel guilty and angry and frustrated then it might not work. So would it, would it be or could it be a really good idea that instead of telling people what to eat and how to exercise and whether or not they should take supplementation or eat more of any macro or micronutrient, could it be a really good idea to find out about the person first? What do you like? What don't you like? What are you doing at the moment and why do you do that? And if you ask those questions, is it possible that somebody will share with you, yes, I take 17 different vitamins and minerals every day and I take this particular protein powder and I've got a pre-workout drink and I've got a post-workout drink and I believe in all of these products and I've been doing it for the last 10 years and I'm happy to spend $50, $100, $200 a week on these products and that's how I live my life and it's working for me. If I don't ask those questions and I just come in with you should do this and you shouldn't do that and you have to eat this and you can't eat that and this is how you have to exercise without finding out about the person first, is it possible I'll never be able to help them? And even if everything they're doing I think is wrong, which how, how do I even know that? Because I'll go back to the example of the people that smoke and drink and take drugs all of their life and they still live a long time. And arguably some of those people have really exciting, fun, happy lives. So I'm, uh, I'm, I don't want to judge anybody on what they eat or how they exercise or they don't exercise. Uh, there are some people that are vegan, vegetarians, and would never eat meat, and there are people that are carnivores and would never eat fruit and vegetables or grains. Shouldn't I find that out first? There are some people who they would rather die than miss out on their supplementation. They live their life in a regimented organized disciplined way of how many pills how much protein powder how many protein bars and they live their life that way and why would I want to change that if it's working for them so I always go to those four questions and I, I sound a bit like a broken record because I ask them all the time but if somebody shares with me that they want to get a certain result and they're eating and exercising a certain way or they have a certain nutrition regime, whether it's from pills and powders and, and bars or food or a combination of both, I always ask these four questions, as you know. Number one, do you have a stack of energy? And the reason that's so important to me, I believe, is a question, is what's the point of taking a whole heap of pills and powders and bars and, and eating food and exercising and doing a whole heap of things if you have no energy? Isn't that what life is all about? Energy to live your life in exactly the way you want to live it. Energy to exercise, energy to, to work, energy to be a, a fun human being, energy to socialize, energy to sing and to play your sport and to do all the things that you love to do. 
Do you have a stack of energy all day long? <laughs> Not the, not the energy that you drag yourself out of bed and then, and then pop some things into your mouth and hope that that's going to give you energy and you drink a Red Bull or a coffee and then by 3 o'clock in the afternoon you have to have another Red Bull and a coffee because you've got no energy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about jump out of bed with energy, enthusiasm, excitement for life and maintain it throughout the day. Should we be able to demand that from any form of eating or nutritional plan? Number two is, are you performing at your best? Now, everybody has different reasons for performance, and we all have to perform in different ways. But if I am an elite athlete, or I am a mum, or I am a business person, or I am a dentist, or I am a construction worker, or I am a person who digs holes, or I am a person who washes windows, it doesn't matter. All of us have to perform at something every day. So the question is, am I performing at my best all day long at everything that I do? And if I'm not, it doesn't matter what pill, powder, protein bar, nutritional supplementation program I'm on, how can I say that it's working if I don't have a stack of energy and I'm not performing at my best? The next one is, of course, how do I look and feel? Physically to touch, how do I feel? And if you don't love what you see in your mirror and you don't love the way your body looks and you don't love the way it feels when you, when you touch your body in the shower... I always ask again, shouldn't we be able to demand that from our eating and exercise plan or our eating nutritional supplementation plan and our exercise plan? If you don't have a stack of energy, if you're not performing at your best, or if you don't love what you see in the mirror, surely it's not working whatever it is. If you do have a stack of energy, if you are performing at your best and you do love what you see in the mirror, whatever you're doing, congratulations, it's working. So if somebody shares with me that they're taking $500 worth of additional supplementation every week and they're happy to pay that and they love it and, they, and that's the way they want, they want to live their life, who am I to say that it doesn't work? And I'm really, uh, as you can hear, I'm really passionate about that because when you've been an exercise professional for as long as I have and when you've had as many clients in your life as I have, when you've met so many people and I've managed health clubs all over the world and met all different cultures and different people and people with different ideas and opinions and convictions, I'm, I'm not the exercise professional that wants to argue with people. I just want them to get the results that they want. And that's the last part of those four questions, which is, are you getting the results that you want from your eating plan, from your nutritional supplementation plan, from your exercise plan? And if you're not, then what do we need to do differently? And then I'll go back to my original question, which is if those pills and powders and bars and nutritional supplementation plans weren't available, what would you do? Would that be a reason not to be healthy, fit and strong? Would that be a reason not to perform at your best? Would that be a reason not to be in great shape? Or would you find a way to make your eating and exercise plan work for you without the nutrition supplementation? So and I'll give you an interesting example. Somebody said to me once when I asked this, they were making a milkshake and pouring protein powder into the milkshake. And I said, tell me what you do that for. And the answer was, I like the taste of it. Now, that's a really good reason. <laughs> when people ask me, Rowie, why are you eating chocolate? I'm very happy to say, oh, I like the taste of it. I love it. Uh, and that's, that's the whole point about life, isn't it? That we do what we love to do. Not eat because we have to. Not take a pill powder or supplementation because we have to. Not spend a fortune because we have to. But because that's what we want to do. My only other question is this, what is the result that you want from whatever it is that you're eating, 
extra supplementation and exercise. And I believe as an exercise professional, I have the responsibility to ask that question, how about you? I feel I really need to ask people, what is the result that you want? What is the, what, the result that you want now? What's the result that you want next? And then what's the long-term result? And as you know, I always ask this. Do you want to be fit and fabulous at 40 and fantastic and fit and fabulous at 50 and sexy at 60 and sensational at 70 and awesome at 80 and never give up at 90 and happy and healthy at 100 plus? And if the answer is yes, what do I need to do long term to make sure that I can do that? Not short term, because it's really easy probably <laughs> to get into great shape for a competition or a wedding or a personal event or a photo shoot. So you look good for a little bit of time. But I want to be the person that's healthy, fit and strong and loves the way I look and have a stack of energy and performs at my best for the rest of my life. How about you? So I want to find the best ways to do that. And I certainly am the person that wants to be able to do that, even if I haven't got a gym to go to, even if I haven't got access to whatever... I believe is the right thing to put into my body. I want to know that I can still work out a way to do it. So I always use this example. If you can't go to the gym or if the gym's closed or if there was no gym in your area or if the government locked the gym down for a little while and you couldn't go to the gym, does that mean that you can't be fit and you can't be strong? Now, there's a lot of people that have used that as an excuse. I get that. (laughs) The gyms are closed or the gyms are in happy homestay, happy lockdown, so I can't go to the gym. But can you be fit and can you be strong without going to the gym? And of course, the answer is yes. Can you be really healthy, perform at your best, have a stack of energy, have the body that you love what it looks like in the mirror and get the results that you want without any form of supplementation? And of course, the answer is yes, because there are people that would never take any pill, powder, bar, any form of supplementation and they are healthy, fit, and strong. The reverse of that are people who will argue, probably till they're blue in the face, that I have to take these pills, I have to put these multivitamins into my body every day, I have to take this protein powder, I can't do a workout without a pre, pre-workout drink, and that's the way they live their life. And if that's what they believe, and remember, beliefs and convictions, uh, people have gone to war for those, people have died for those. People have died for their religion, they've died for their ethical beliefs, for their morals, for what they believe in. So who am I as an exercise professional to tell somebody that that's not going to work for you versus you have to take this pill powder or potion because it will work for you? Because I promise if you want to go search the science, if you want to go look at the research, the scientific (laughs) community does not agree on this. There are literally thousands of people who, t- who will tell you that you have to take vitamins, minerals, and uh, micronutrition supplementation because food doesn't have vitamins in it anymore. Uh, there's, the food that we eat isn't of good quality anymore, and we have to supplement nutri- with nutritional supplementation. And there's people that will argue to the point of, of fisticuffs about that. The reverse of that is there are people that will argue that our food is better than it's ever been. Our ability to grow food, store food, transport food, and make food uh, healthy and full of vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, antioxidants, fiber, is better than it's ever been. Food technology people will tell you that we're really good at it now. So you could, you could those people argue all the time. I don't want to be in that argument. I want to be the exercise professional that's 
have, has clients that are really happy to say this. You ready? I have a stack of energy, Rowie. I'm performing at my best at everything that I do. Thank you, Rowie. I love what I see in the mirror. Thank you, Rowie. And I am absolutely wrapped with the results that I'm getting from my eating and exercise plan. And is it possible that that program is going to, or how I'm going to work out a program for somebody to, to make that happen, has to be based on their lifestyle, on the foods that they love to eat, on the foods, removing the foods that they don't love to eat. If they have a conviction or belief or passion for some kind of nutritional supplementation, what right have I got to do to take that away from them? Say, no, that's bad for you. You can't have it. Uh, (laughs) I would love for everybody in my life, and how about you? Would you love for everybody in your life to be healthy, to be fit, to be strong, to be a disease and virus fighting machine, to be a happy drug pumping machine, to be a food and calorie and fat burning and sugar burning machine, to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of their lives and to have a stack of energy, perform at their best, love what they see in the mirror and get the results that they want from their eating and exercise plan. And if the answer is yes for all the people in your life, could it be our responsibility as exercise professionals to stop arguing about whether that's a good or a bad food or that's a good or a bad pill or that's a good or a bad program and give people what they need to get the results that they want. Is that my responsibility as an exercise professional to get people the results that they want? Great question. 